0: Taking a breath, it's all unknown, no no hesitation. Let go. I'm Hello, friends, and welcome and to Marketing alone. Without the Madness, our Market House Limited podcast. I am Jessica Penner, and I am going to be presenting a chat that Amber Cook and I, also the other co founder of Market House, put together a few years back, all about reviews. And so much of this chat is so relevant for today in this day and age and the times that we're living in. And uh, sometimes, Answering reviews, getting reviews, maintaining your reviews is such a hard thing for a business owner. And so we wanted to revisit this conversation that we had had so long ago that it just needs to be revisited often as a business owner. And so we decided to put this into a podcast episode for you to be able to listen to again, Um, and also include the Q&A session questions that our viewers had also asked during it. And so we compiled this all into this episode for you and we hope it blesses your life, that it provides some clarity and some inspiration for how to go and tackle your reviews for any aspect of your business. We also want to encourage you to go log on to markethouse.ca and check out our on-demand course for review etiquette. This is such an incredible tool to be able to teach business owners how to deal with good reviews, bad reviews, everything in between in a manner that puts your business and you personally in a good light. So without further ado... Please take a listen to this episode. Let us know if it is helpful, if it impacts you, or if you are going to be implementing anything. And as always, if you have questions, reach out, send us a message either through our website www.markethouse.ca or through email info at markethouse.ca. Thanks friends. Uh, We are going to be talking
1: about reviews, how to get them. How to take care of them if they're negative or positive, yeah. um, and how to like just put them into action. Like, what are you gonna do going forward, whether it be good or bad? So, uh, we think this is relevant to a lot of people, um, especially now. Summer is a great time to start getting reviews if you don't have a lot of them already, um, or before you launch something new in the fall, too. It's really good to see where you stand currently and yes. then. Going forward, implementing that, how can you better yourself going into the fall? So definitely, and I think when people are checking out your fall services and what you have coming up, they're gonna take a look at what other people have said. And so to have the current reviews is huge. Yeah, yes. not things that are eight year old because it's like, well, a lot can change in a year. Yeah, so. well, and whether you notice or not, people do check the dates on reviews, and Absolutely. if there isn't anything current they can start assuming things about you or your company so yeah i think for me the biggest thing when it comes to reviews i actually had this happen i was looking for somewhere local to get my vehicle fixed and i was looking at the reviews at, at different places and there was some negative reviews on different sites but the place i went to had addressed every single review they had um thanked people for good reviews and for bad reviews they were like contact us call our office we want to make it right and so for me when there's a bad review if it's addressed it almost doesn't matter anymore because they've taken ownership over it and so that's my biggest advice I think when you have a bad review is just try and make it right connect with the person do not ignore it especially the bad reviews those are the ones you cannot ignore yes yeah Yeah, no, it's huge. I often even when I'm reading reviews, I don't even care about the complaints that people have. I want to see how the company dealt with it. Yes. Like if you are courteous with your response, if you're respectful, if you're informative, um, or if it's just short and sweet, sometimes that's okay too, because then I know that you're not going to go into the dramatics where it could have unfolded in a bad review. Yeah. Other things I've seen with bad reviews that I've thought that's a great way to respond when it's something that could get really heated is to comment and say hey i'd love to private message you and Mm -hmm. kind of take the conversation out of wherever that might be and get it somewhere even more private conversation whether that be a phone call or email or private messaging whatever that looks like i as a customer i appreciate that i'm okay with that yeah Yeah, well, and it's huge when companies go above and beyond when you bring that personal aspect to something where a review, some people just assume that it could be somewhat anonymous or if it's something where you just kind of wanted to take it and leave it there. Like when a company actually takes the time to stop what they're doing during the day to personally engage in a conversation with you and try to make it a better experience than you may have had with them. Or, on the flip side, to thank you for leaving a really good review for them. I think it's huge when big companies, especially, make themselves small in that moment and provide that community and connection aspect to their business, and reviews is a great way to do that. Yeah, so where do you, if your clients ask you where they should get reviews, Mm -hmm. so is it Google, is it Facebook, is it their own website that they're posting reviews, what are kind of your suggestions on what matters the most? Um, If your analytics to be able to bump yourself up on especially Google searches without needing to spend money on your SEO, on your search engine optimization, Google reviews is a huge way to be able to do that and not have to spend any money. Um, So that's a huge one. That's where you want to reach out on people that you know for a fact that they have had really good experiences with you. Some people take it even as far as to get family and friends to be able to write reviews for them. Integrity wise I have a little bit of an issue with that if they haven't actually used you in a business sense. um, I would rather see you go after your clients that you have really good relationships with um, and to be able to reach out and do that. However, it's really hard to get Google reviews if you don't have a really strong relationship with your clients. It might feel a little bit awkward and weird to ask them to go and do it because it does take a little bit of time and it isn't like super user friendly to go and find where to write the reviews. Um, so if they're unsure of that, that is a little bit of uh, a, a couple steps that they need to take in order to do that for you. So ask really nicely. Um, however, Facebook is a great way for people that you might not have a really strong connection with for them to be able to go and write a review very easily. And it's really quick. Like they don't even have to actually physically write anything. They can just click a star and leave it if they want to. Um, so that's really good for your business. However, The more people write and the more description uh, in the review, no matter where, Google, Facebook, anywhere that they want to leave it, the more descriptive that they are with their experience from start to finish with you, the better it is in bumping it up in your optimization. So um, whether it be like just word count and interaction, but also from the feedback and the uh, conversation that unfolds underneath it with other people being able to read it, spend time on it, share it, um, and even comment on that review themselves yeah. so a really important thing when it comes to reviews is whether it's Google or Facebook you actually have to enable your Google page with your Google search and your Facebook you have to enable your Facebook page to be able to accept reviews so before you go ask a bunch of people make sure those are turned on and yes. if you need help with that let's know but, yeah um Google it. <laughs> yeah, um, but you do have to turn that on, so that can, might take a little bit of work to get those set up. It's not too difficult, but yeah, don't forget. Yeah, Google too, For some, in some instances, if you are a business that operates outside of a home, you also usually need to be able to verify that that is your address before that's even unlocked as an option for people to be able to leave or use. And so often that is like waiting for a card to come in the mail from Google once you register. And then you have to go online, put in your code that gets sent to you just to verify that you received it. So you are physically at that location. And then it takes a few days after that for you to be able to get people to leave reviews. So it's a bit of a process, but it's worth it. If you are definitely, if you're operating off of foot traffic, that's a huge one to get people to leave your Google reviews. So Or like you said earlier, if you're wanting people to find your reviews and jump onto your website, if you want when people search, whatever your business might be, you want that to be found within a Google search, Google reviews are huge. Yeah. Where else do you tell your clients to maybe post reviews or not post reviews? Like, tell me, you know, do you have thoughts about Yelp? Um, Well, Yelp is a tricky little bugger. (laughs) Um, If you register on Yelp, and you try to go the route of paying for the trial, um, so many people don't shut it off before the trial is over and then they get really surprised uh, bills sent to them. So make sure you read the fine print for wherever you're registering when it's a remote basis set an, on your phone. Yes, yeah, set an alarm. Yeah or go into your settings on your phone for any subscriptions that you have too, Um, because there's a lot of apps for review generators and you need to make sure that you uncheck to automatically renew your subscription, because that's just not a surprise that anybody wants, especially when we all want to save up for vacations and all that fun stuff, and those bills rack up really quickly when you don't realize that it's happening in the background. So just be careful with that. Um, Yelp is not my favorite. I, I feel yeah, like I don't it's, love it either. yeah, even just the platform of it, like it just doesn't feel professional to me. Like if anything, I almost feel like icky when I'm looking at businesses on there. Um, and that and the reviews on there, a lot of them are not like genuine. So um, you need to be careful when you're reading reviews, especially of other companies, because there are a huge amount of, um, businesses that you can just do reviews for hire so you need to be careful yeah lots of them just aren't genuine and yelp is unfortunately one of those places where it's saturated with fake reviews so um yeah just be careful I, yeah, I wouldn't suggest anybody. I feel like that's just not a reliable thing. It's definitely one that's easy to click into because they send out spam emails all the time. So um, some people just get fed up and they sign up for it because it looks like it's free, but it's it'll cost you in the long run. So yeah, I think a huge one for me is um, sometimes it's just the pay it forward aspect. Like if you have clients uh, and they write a review on yours go and write a review on theirs Um, or on your own business page like if you had a really good experience with another company like you scratch their back they'll scratch yours so go on to your own business page and write something about that other business that impressed you that's huge yeah yeah and it builds that relationship especially if it's in a small community that's a huge thing to be able to do so yeah yeah I'll just say when you're writing reviews feel like it's a given but maybe not but just be honest don't be mean and harsh but be honest don't lie Um, because I think they're important and check your spelling and grammar (laughs) especially if you're posting as your business and I feel like lots of people like just discredit reviews sometimes when it starts out with a spelling mistake or a typo that's really hard to ignore yeah Um, there's a lot of us that are just a little OCD about that. So I mean, you can be innocent. I mean you mistyped it but just before you enter. Yeah, just do a double check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about posting um kind of things on your own website where you're pulling off? Do you do that for clients? Like and what kind of clients would that be a good fit for? So they got a review emailed to them or like mm-hmm. having a review section on yeah okay uh if you are a very personal business i think that's great um it speaks into well even if you're not a personal based business it speaks into that you actually care about the relationship with your clients no matter who you are i think it's huge when people can see that not only are you getting paid by them but you're also investing into them back so um that's a huge one. If somebody sends you a review and it speaks to your character, it speaks to your integrity, it speaks to your passion towards your business. There's nothing that can hinder you in post- posting that onto your website. So yeah, I think that's huge. Like honestly, I would stick it like right on the forefront of your website. I think that's a great place to put it, or just have a reviews tab even in the top corner. Um, yeah, like it's it's just not something that you can go wrong including into your Facebook or your website or anywhere. Yeah, yeah. that just made me think too, when you are relationship-based and you have a customer or client who expresses face-to-face with you, like thank you so much and they're so appreciative of the work that you've done for them, don't be afraid to ask them to submit a review, whether it's emailing you or asking if you can take a piece of their conversation. But I always love when people write it themselves because it's more genuine. And just ask them to go and post on Google or Facebook or to email you mm-hmm. a review that you can put on your website because they want to, they just don't think of it. And so if they're gonna express you to, to your face about how much they appreciate you, ask them. Um, I think we forget and, to, and then we take for granted and we miss those opportunities. And or we feel stupid asking people. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta put that aside. And just tell them it would mean a lot to me to have some feedback on how I'm doing, or yeah. how your experience was, and just take, take your pride aside. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I think it's good. You do need to keep in mind that legally, if somebody leaves a review on your Facebook, um, you can't just rip it off and put it onto your website. You have to ask the person. Just with privacy laws, like by them submitting it onto Facebook that's them saying that it's okay for them because they posted it themselves but if you take it their words and their name and post it onto your website uh, that's something you do need permission for so make sure that you respect the person uh and just out of honor you need to you need to ask them otherwise you don't want that awkward situation where they pull you aside and say hey those words I wrote on your Facebook uh and take them off your website, like that's just, yeah. You need to make sure that they are aware and that they have consented to that being posted in a lot of other places other than just where they posted it. So yeah, no one needs a surprise. So what kind of language do you use or not use when you're responding to reviews, whether they're on Google or Facebook, or wherever? Do you have things mm-hmm. that you're like, just stay away from this? If they okay, so no matter what review you have, you always should be responding to it. So, whether it be good or mediocre or really bad, you should still be addressing it. Don't just go bury your head in the sand, that's the worst thing that you can do. So, if it's good, that's a huge opportunity for you to show the personal aspect of your company. So, that's where you can be funny, you can be lighthearted, you can thank people genuinely. Um, and that only increases their um, experience with your company. And I think, in that, I always try to be, to relate it back to that person. So they're going to know that they're known and it's not this. Even if you are a big company, maybe the person who's responding to the review, maybe you don't know that person personally. Yeah. But as a customer, it is a personal relationship. And so I'm really careful about wording it in a way that. Um, you're honoring that and really thanking them by name and saying something meaningful that they're gonna understand that that's about them or whatever that might be so yeah I think just making sure that it is personal and not just a really generic or just thanks so much or a thumbs up like I always try and Mm -hmm. comment more than that If reviews are mediocre where you they could go good or bad and you're not really sure where the person is that's a huge opportunity to be able to open up that um, the conversation a little bit further whether it be right there um, which that's a risk that's on you to take if you feel comfortable with your wording and language and that you can uh, spin it in a way that it goes towards the positive by all means it's actually really good for other um, to be able to see that unfold and how do you handle it. Um, it's like, well, you even as a parent, you don't do your kids any services by never fighting in front of them. It doesn't teach them how to have arguments well, right? Um, so not fighting, whatever, disagreements. So kids need to learn. And it's kind of the same um, model when you take that aspect and you bring it to your business or your company you need to show people how you deal with conflict. And so um, if you're really good at it and that's a strength that you have, that's a huge opportunity to be able to model that and to show it to people. And have other business even learn how to do that by following your business and seeing you do that. So um, that's a huge opportunity for growth for a lot of people to be able to see it. Or if you're not sure if you're good with it, try it or just engage in it and if it feels like it's headed itself then just move it over into a private conversation that's totally okay exactly people don't need to see how it was resolved it, they just need to see that you engaged and yeah. engaged healthily. so um yeah that's a huge thing to do but you can often nine times out of ten if you engage into a conversation with somebody who left a kind of so-so review you can often just through having that personal touch of an actual conversation with that person, whether it be online or a private message or even face-to-face in a phone call even, you can spin it to be a positive experience when they were kind of on the edge. So, yeah. Yeah. And then I've had situations where, you know, somebody's left a one star on Facebook Mm -hmm. and I actually was like, I don't think this is actually even really one of our customers and I'm Mm -hmm. not sure. Sometimes I'm like, I think it's a mistake almost, or I know that we had a face-to-face conversation and that it was, they're completely thrilled with everything and put a one star and that can happen by accident. And so I've even commented in situations like that, something along the lines of, hey, we'd love to connect with you and um, earn the opportunity to have you change your rating to a five star or whatever it might be. Because especially if they don't leave a comment, it's hard to know why they left that. And So often it's just a wrong click. One time I had somebody go, I thought one star was better than five. So just like complete misunderstanding. So that's another example of why it's so important to respond to every Yeah. So just miscommunication. Some people, honestly, it's because they, their kids are playing with their phone. Yeah, <laughs> like, it happens Yeah. or you did a little finger fumble. like it happens to everybody. Yeah. So, so and that's where, again, just respond. Yeah. It's important. is it true that some companies remove any negative reviews? Yes, that is very true. Um... I personally know companies that have done it and I've gotten into a little bit of an argument with them uh, because of the whole aspect that I want to see how companies deal with those negative reviews and it's a huge opportunity but lots of people just panic and delete Um,
0: or they have bots that just go in and they can read uh, where the rating stands or just by language Uh, it'll like flag some of the language and it will just delete it automatically so Um, there's companies
1: that you can hire to literally just do that for your company. Um, but like, honestly, I feel like it's just a huge opportunity wasted. Yeah. And I think, so, I mean, as a consumer, then knowing that, that companies can do that. If you see a company and they have all (laughs) five-star reviews, then you can wonder, Hey, what's going on? Do they really have five out of five every single time? Yeah, I'm sure not. So yes, yeah. maybe I'll look somewhere else yeah who knows? So I hope that answers your question maybe a little bit, but yeah, yes, it happens frequently, so uh yeah, when it's five out of five, like just don't go in with your expectations super high because you don't know, uh, but try to believe the best anyway. So how do you know if a review is genuine or fake? Um well, you can start with some of the spelling mistakes and typos, uh, or you can be like me, and I'm a little bit of a cynical person by nature uh but
0: in my job
1: it comes across as being I'm really good at vetting people so um honestly a little bit of google search or even just if it's on facebook especially you can click on their names uh and see where they're from if it's even local to where
0: that company is oftentimes and if it's see how many
1: followers or like especially if it's facebook if, if it's a profile with no friends no users no followers it's a probably a fake review yeah or uh, on the opposite end of the scale it could be one that has like 500,000 friends on Facebook and usually that means that they're employed by a company where they just have to go in and like well Usually Instagram works like that where you pay for followers or the follow and follow method. Most of those are generated from companies that just own five hundred thousand Facebook accounts or Instagram accounts. Um and so that's how it's yeah, generated. It's uh, it just makes me feel kinda
0: icky. So yeah.
1: yeah. We obviously we run from a perspective of marketing where we are integrity driven and that just doesn't fall into our camp. So yeah. How do I get more followers on social media? And one thing that we can get into that question, which I do want to answer. But another thing that I think you want to answer as well is take a look on your specifically Facebook. I like to look at um, how many likes do I have and how many followers do I have. And so sometimes looking at that correlation is important. Um, I love Facebook just started like notifying as well on your pages. It'll say this many people liked your post go and invite them to actually like your page yeah that feature and that button is so it just makes it so easy to say come and actually follow my page don't just like
0: one of my posts
1: so that's one way to get more followers for sure yeah i feel like it's kind of tricky because from a business perspective if you are just Collecting followers and trying to get your number to go higher and higher and higher. Um, That's great from a self-esteem aspect, but it doesn't actually help your business in the long run if you're not getting genuine followers by relationship uh, and for people that are committed to you and using you and referring you to other people and that it's translating outside of just a screen to word of mouth that they're talking about you in the community in a positive manner and bringing other people into your realm, um, that's where you wanna head. And sometimes gaining followers and increasing your numbers just isn't um, as effective. My question to clients always when they ask me a question like that is why? What's your reason? Why do you want more followers? And I wanna get the heart behind what they're looking to do. Cause are you really looking for more followers or are you looking for broader influence? Yeah. Cause those are very different things. Um, like you said, ones about numbers and ones about having an impact in the social media world in related to your business. So that's kind of, yeah, a huge question that I ask people. Yeah. Well, and honestly, you can take us, for example, like our numbers are not phenomenal and it's okay. Like we're busy. We love our clients. We love the community. We have to turn down jobs because sometimes we just don't have time to be able to handle it with our team. Um, but we're moving in the direction that we need to be going and we love our jobs and the influence that we have in the community and in Canada. Like we just love, we love what we do and we don't need to increase our numbers in order to feel like we're important or to drum up more business because the right people are following us and our camp is growing. Um, and sometimes you need to be okay with that and check your heart. Like, is it, is it a heart issue that you need? to kind of resolve where you feel like you need to just collect the numbers and watch them grow. Um, or is it like legitimately from a business perspective? Cause I could argue that. So, um, yeah,
0: I think it's just asking why, why does that number matter?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And from a really practical standpoint, there are things you can do to grow your followers. Things like ensuring having people actually comment on your posts, um, not just, clicking the like button. So sometimes that's asking those close to you. Like, Hey, when you see posts that I post that you genuinely like, re- can you respond with a comment? Not just yeah. hit a thumbs up. Um, that helps as well. Cause then it just broadens your reach. Yeah. Um, you can do paid boosting and things like that as well. You can get more followers that way yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so there are tangible practical ways that you can get more followers. But my question always first is why, why do you, yeah. why do you want those? There's also apps that you can download for free to onto your phone and they will do a scan over, especially your Instagram account is huge to see who out of the people that you follow actually follow you back. Uh, so you can do some cleanup too, because sometimes people just go on like a rabid follow um, system and they are just hoping and praying those, those people are going to follow them back. Um, If that's something that you did and all of a sudden you realize that like your ratio of follow to unfollow is really off um, and then your newsfeed is just cluttered and you get stressed out going on because it's a whole bunch of people that you don't know and you don't actually care about seeing all of their content, you can do a quick cleanup and just take out anybody that doesn't follow you back because usually those are the people that don't actually matter. So... Um, that's a huge thing to do so that you're not stressed out going into your own account. Um, yeah, but I think Facebook is, is a tricky one too because the algorithm keeps changing. So gaining followers on there, there's some like really strategic places that you can be able to do that. Um, but honestly, like all Facebook, Instagram, any kind of account that you're using where you want to increase your following It honestly comes down to relationship off the screen. Um, so how you are personally uh and going out there and getting your face out there and engaging and networking, that's always gonna be your best option for increasing. So yeah. Yeah, Genuine followers take work. Yeah. Put it on your business cards, put it on your website. Yeah. Those are some really easy practical things. Um, resharing, like if you want to have cross followers from Facebook, Instagram, other social media, um, like cross posting. Um, but be careful. I think how much you do that. I like to have different content for different platforms.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We hope that it benefited any aspect of your business and that maybe you learned a thing or two, or maybe you were reminded of things that you could revisit or implement in your business today. As we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, we would love for you to log on to our website and check out our review etiquette on-demand course, or take a look at our brand new membership hub that we will be launching January 3rd, 2023, and we are so excited to be able to provide new opportunities for support, learning, encouragement, and community for our friends in business. Have a great rest of your day, and thank you for listening.